Today's episode of The Wretched Hive is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com forward slash hive. That's H-I-V-E in case you can't spell hive. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Welcome to The Wretched Hive Podcast. I got a bad feeling about this. Moss Eisley Spaceport. What are you talking about? You will never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. This is ridiculous. We must be cautious. Actually, we're just a bunch of guys talking about Star Wars and other stuff. I'm looking forward to having some real talk with some real folks. That's good news. I like the sound of that. What the H-E double hockey sticks is going on with the Game of Thrones guys. The, they're losing their minds. They are? They're quitting Star Wars. Are they? Are I, they quitting? That's what... Are they the, about to be fired? That's Maybe the they got the class. I just read the news, okay? I don't make it up. This isn't a fake news show like, you uh, know, CNN right. and... No fake news here. No fake news at all. I, we're, I, we got to get to the bottom of this, guys. is what I'm saying. And we are going to get to the bottom of the story because you have found the Wretched Hive podcast for Friday, November 1st. November 1st? Unbelievable. Jeez, 2019. Episode 99 of the show. Nine. My name is Steve Baldwin. Nine. And almost the entire hive is with us. We got a sickie at home who's either faking it or he's got maybe he's got fakeititis. I think Potter has fakeititis. I think tonight. he does. I think he does. Yeah, yeah. Well, nah. I think he's legitimately sick. He was like feverish all day at work today, so he couldn't make it in. Yeah. Right. So I gave him the night off. I said, Dave, you know what? We're gonna dock your pay, but you know, just take a <laughs> night off, my friend. Uh, and but we're gonna struggle through it without Dave. And the way we're gonna do that is by introducing, you know him. Get your game on. You love him. He is the Wookiee co-pilot, Greg Lent. I was sure it was going to be somebody else with that kind of a buildup. I'm sure we had a special guest that was on. But anyway, Stevie, BB, king of all media, I'm so glad that you are with us, people listening to the show, and you guys, my friends of the Wretched Hive podcast, that we can sit here and talk about what is coming. Holy crap, in like 11 days, The Mandalorian starts. I can't wait. God, the Mandalorian. Oh, we've got a preview, a new preview. We're not going to talk a whole lot about it, but you need to find it. We'll talk a little bit about the the new Mandalorian. There's some great shots in that preview, Greg. So good. Looks so good. So good. Carl Weathers, guys. Carl Weathers. Dude. Apollo Creed. It's going to be amazing. The Master of Disaster. Mm. (laughs) Also on the show tonight, he is a lifelong... Star Wars fan, Ivansky. Oh my God, Steve! I am so happy to be here tonight. Uh, mm. I am still in 2019 20th anniversary uh, celebration mode. I am still celebrating the prequels. <laughs> well, it's it's always the right day to celebrate the prequels. It's always. I'm still watching Episode One, man. I just brought in my VHS copy. Yeah. So for the pre-show, we always have a little dialogue. Scott brings some toys in usually, and today he brought in a box set of Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace box set with the art book inside and the VHS copy mm, mm, in that mm. box. Mm, that VHS so copy looks tasty. So good. So Scott, <laughs> do you have? 
and not in your garage, like connected to a TV. Could you go home right now and pop that VCR in, pop that tape in the VCR and actually play it on a TV right now? That's a tough question to answer, Greg. I'm going to say a almost yes. I have a almost VCR. yes. I have a VCR in the house, not in the garage. All I have to do is connect the cables to make it play. Okay. Does it work? It does. <laughs> it is a Mitsubishi, and it's a bad mofo. When is the last time you fired that bad boy up? Uh, I watched some old VHS tapes, a bunch of stuff. Uh, uh, some friends of mine used to some record. homemade stuff. Yeah, sure. homemade stuff. We did. <laughs> yes. So I'm gonna say, oh shit, that sounds real bad. We don't want to know what's on that. <laughs> no, no, those tapes. No, we no, no, Were the pants pleated? Were the pants pleated? <laughs> That's all I got to know. <laughs> oh, we had a two conversation about pleated khaki pants before the show. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, if any of our Ooh. listeners have pleated khaki pants, you're not allowed to subscribe to this show. Just unsubscribe. <laughs> no, you know what? I changed my mind. We accept everybody. We do, we do. Pleated, pleated pants or no? Pleated khakis, puffy shirts. You're all good. <laughs> oh, my God. Dave right. is going to well, lose his shit. Talking about Listen pleated pants yes. and puffy shirts. Let's do it. Another guy that's on the show tonight. He's the captain of the Nico Puffy Shirt Rodriguez. Wrong. No. <laughs> I have zero puffy shirts. But he has I... all the pants. But you do have some have... pleated pants, don't you? I have one pair of pants Truthful. that I used to wear to the kitchen for work because they were some trashed pants. And they had... Two very small, like maybe one inch pleats up by the pockets on the hips. And they always bothered me because when I wasn't looking and I would like feel for my pocket, I would think that it was like the opening to my pocket, but it was just a one inch pleat on the hips <laughs> that I never understood. All right, so here's this a question. This is the worst Here- pocket ever. Here's a, que- here's a question for you. Do the Imperial officers, <laughs> do, they- do they wear pleated pants? Or those flat fronts? No. Oh, they wear... J- so what, those are, what are they? Go ahead, Nico. Yeah. I'm going to say... Mm. Yes. <laughs> no, because there's a, there's a name for them, mm. and I'm, and I'm going to fuck this up, and I apologize, because it's probably the equestrians in the audience will know. They're called, like, jogpers or something like that, oh, where they have yes. the big, poofy, poofed-out legs, you know? They're, like... Uh, in, yeah, the, they're... In, the, in the equestrian community, they would wear these pants, but they're called jogpers or jogspurs or something. Well, it's like, the Na- it's like the Nazi officers. They kind of poof out the top oh, of the boots. Yeah. Are we going you know? there? Do we just... Well, that's I what feel... the Imperials, Imperials are modeled after. Well, like the Nazis. I, I know but the equestrians we were just talking about oh. are we kind of like oh everybody knows equestrians are all nazis <laughs> oh, oh they're all nazis yeah every single one of them i feel we... i feel like i had a complete ron burgundy moment when Remind I'm like, me it's, to it's, fix it's like yogging oh, it's pretty God. sure it's pronounced yogging i gotta fix that in post let's see seven minutes and okay all that's right. pure genius okay. right oh there. my god all right you're gonna you're gonna <laughs> Screw the equestrians, so... those racist bastards. <laughs> we, just, we just dropped our two equestrian followers. Uh. Oh, my gosh. Well, if you have ever worn pleated pants... Or pissed off the equestrians. Give us a call and let us know how we can get out of this quagmire. Uh, the number is uh, 562-455-4483. That's 562-455-HIVE. That's... H I V E. In case you, in case can't, you can't spell, spell hive. hive. <laughs> You're goddamn right. And you can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash 
Wretched Hive Podcast. You can look us up on Twitter at Wretched Hive Pod. When Dave's out, it takes two to fill in his shoes. It does. Right? One it for does. each shoe. I like the echo effect. You're the left <laughs> shoe. Greg's the right shoe for sure. <laughs> I got no it. doubt about I'm that. I'm glad Politically that I was counted for that too. And you can and also you for uh, counting me. The, well, you were the goddamn right. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I got That's you covered. Okay, thank you. And you can also e- t- contact us over this new thing called email. You send a, a message to show at thewretchedhive.net. You can still find, for the time being, our app in the Apple App Store. It's still there. Search Wretched, and you will find our app. We are available on Apple Podcasts, which most of our listeners use Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and a host of other podcatchers. Um, a couple of announcements before we get into the news. What is, what is that, Nico? What are you into showing us? Those, those are the Jodfur trousers in olive green that are the official 501st Legion's uh, Imperial Officer's uniform. <laughs> oh, those are poofy. So Sweet. they're Jod, Jod Furs is what it is? Pull it yeah, back. Like it's it's J-O-D-P-H-U-R. Nico, can you put a and link that, to that in our Facebook page? Yeah, send me a link and I'll, they're, I'll, they're I'll not, for all the fans of the Wretched Hive that want to order some Jod Furs. They're not pants. They're trousers. Okay. Are they, okay, do they have pleats? Are they pleated? They, they don't look to be pleated. Okay. All right. Um, well. Not at all. In addition to the uh, pleated pants conversation, we have a couple of other things to talk about before we get into the news. So, first of all, just have to mention, obviously since the last show, we had a new trailer drop for episode nine. Nine? It's fantastic. It is. Uh, And if you would like to hear our official review of the episode nine final trailer, check out the episode immediately previous to this one. Published on October 22nd. Scott and I broke it down. We spent a good hour talking about that trailer, and it is fantastic. Oh, my God. It's beautiful. Just beautiful. The trailer and or your reactions to it? Both, my God. Because I can we believe just... one of them. It was perfect. <laughs> it was the perfect letter. I mean, it was the perfect review. <laughs> it, was the per- it was the perfect podcast. <laughs> it was the best podcast ever. <laughs> we didn't uh, ask the Ukraine for anything for our podcast. Not the- there's no quid pro quo. <laughs> it's a it's a good listen, and uh, it, it's a, a very very good trailer, as I'm sure most of our listeners have seen. But uh, have a listen; it's it's worth uh, checking out uh, Scott and Steve's opinion on that one. Also, we have a new trailer for The Mandalorian that's all over the place My. now. I saw it during the World Series yesterday. God, that trailer is amazing. I can't wait to talk about that. Tonight. Looks very so good. It's looks also so good. looks really good. There's this one like money shot when. When, let's just get into it really yeah. quick. When the Mandalorian oh. walks out of the bar yes. or whatever, and he just doesn't look and points the gun right at the stormtrooper's head and just shoots him boom. right through the face. <laughs> it just looks so good. You know, we, yeah, we're going to talk about that. But We'll get into oh it. Oh, my God. So much to talk about. All right. So, so much to talk about. Quick, quick announcement. So we have, if you haven't heard yet, there's a new Star Wars movie coming out in December. And that is Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker. The week of... That movie's released. It's scheduled for release on December 20th. That's a Friday. Of course, the preview shows the night before December 19th. I think um, a lot of folks on this here podcast already have tickets for December 19th. That week on Monday, December 16th, 
the Wretched Hive podcast is hosting Star Wars trivia at Timeless Pints Brewery in Long Beach. This is our third trivia event at Timeless Pints. We will be there. Mark on your calendars now. More details to come. But if you're if you are in the Southern California area, especially if you're Long Beach or Lakewood local uh, to our where we record this here show, uh, come on over to Timeless Pints Brewery, the best beer in Southern California, and a great night of trivia on Monday, December sixteenth, twenty nineteen, the week that episode nine launches. Scott, yeah. And you better bring your goddamn A-game. If you're going to show up, bring your goddamn A-game. Yeah, and wear a costume, too. Let's get all out. That first one we ever did, they, they had people oh. wearing costumes. That it was, was a great event. Yeah. yeah, we packed the place, and we hope to do the same thing this time around. So it's going to yeah. be a lot of fun. And I want as many people there as possible, but I do want to put one other shout-out there because it's for a good cause. Yep. I, it wasn't in the notes, but I'm going to throw it out there. Do it. Uh, Omaze does something every year or every release for a Star Wars film. Uh, you can find all the information online, Facebook. Just look them up. Uh, they have a new thing coming out. There is a special L.A. release of the movie where you can win either um, a date with, um, oh, my goodness, Kylo Ren. Adam Driver. <laughs> Adam Driver or Daisy Ridley. And you will be their special guest wow. for the special L.A. premiere. It might be Monday or Tuesday. I can't remember the exact date, but look it up online. And you buy a, like a raffle ticket to yes. potentially win that, and the money goes to uh, it's uh, Adam Driver's. Um, it's it's his cause where he he. Uh, oh my goodness! It's the entertainment or something for show business for veterans and active personnel and military personnel. Awesome. I don't know the exact name of it, but it's out there. If you just look it up, you, you're <clears throat> sure to find. Can it. we put that on our Facebook? Yeah, I'll Scott. put a link to that too. But and Adam Driver is a vet. I think, I think Omaze sure. is a is a donate thing. It's not a it's not like a lottery. It's not an auction. It's not just it's like a donate and you get a certain amount of lottery tickets or something yes. like that. Yes. You, well, you donate, but you you get like a yeah. you do get a, like a raffle number or ticket. And Your you donation do... <laughs> makes you eligible, eligible. to potentially yeah. win a date with Adam or Daisy. Yeah. Correct. So, uh, but if you are not doing that, please come to our show. We want you there. We really want to see you out there. Very cool. Timeless Pints, Timeless Pints, Monday, December sixteenth. Yep, you got it. Yep. And Scott and I will be there for sure. And yep. we'll, who knows who else will show up? They might have some special guests. That's true. All right. So with George that, Lucas will be there in GL person, in the house. live in 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 the flesh. George Lucas, everybody. I think the actual GL has a better shot of showing up. Than George Lucas. That's <laughs> Greg real, Lent. The real GL. The real GL. All right, guys. Let's get in the Some, somebody. Somebody with the initials of GL will be there. This is ABC World News tonight. No, it's not. It's Star Wars news with the Wretched Hive. So be it. You will meet someone named GL <laughs> at Timeless Pints on December 16th. Awesome. That is bold. All right. So, guys, the New York Times is reporting, talking about the Mandalorian. Fake news. Mandalorian trailers out there. <laughs> it is amazing. Go look it up. We'll have uh, a link in our show notes on our website and on our Facebook page, Scott. Um, and you need to read this article in the LA in the New York Times. Excuse me, one of those times um, could be the Times of London. No, I'm just kidding. New York Times um, reporting that there is a dramatic Star Wars universe spoiler in the first episode of The Mandalorian. 
that is debuting on Disney Plus on November 12th. Yes. Coming up right around the corner. 12 days as we air the show. Boba Fett did not die. So what have you heard? Have you guys done any uh, recon on this? What are you guys hearing about Are we this? talking about this now or are we going to do this at the end in the spoilers? Are we going to... No, it's been... Well, what what would we find out? Oh, do we need I'm, to run I'm the spoiler alert? I have, I, have, I have no idea what you're talking about. I did not read the show notes. I did not prep for the show. I am a bad podcast host. So mm. hit me, Steve. All right. Because <laughs> I, I do know something about it. All right. Hang on. Hang on. Just right. in case. Hold on. been warned people all right scott i think you're 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 you're, 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 (laughs) all right you're clear to go scott all right i'm clear what are you Um, hearing about this mandalorian spoiler well i i mean it's commonly known that uh favreau really really loves the holiday special and um (laughs) and he has made a point to talk about the things that we've seen in the trailer however something kind of slipped and came out that i think is now commonly known so let's just add it to the show it might not be the big announcement but there is going to be a mention or a possible life day moment uh, on the show. So we are going to see Chewie's celebration of some way, some shape, or form. Oh, Diane Carroll feeling the excitement. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so, okay. So this brings up a thing for me. So is or is not... The holiday special canon. It is. Okay. And so if it is, so we're going to see an act, like a Life Day reference or celebration? I think there's um, going to be a big tie-in to something revolving around the event of the day. It may not take place like they're all doing it, but it huh. will be mentioned multiple times. Favreau has gone on record now to say that he is adding a bunch of stuff from the holiday special into this and wants to actually do another holiday special. Yeah, he has mentioned, he said, if you want a holiday special, hey, reach out to Disney. And I just have to mention that at Batu West, that's at Disneyland rather than Walt Disney World, on November 17th, which is Life Day, they're having a Life Day meetup, 3 p.m. on Sunday. (laughs) I'm busy. I wish I could go. But um, if you're not, you're in Southern California, go check it out if you have tickets or if you have a pass or whatever. But So you think that this is the spoiler? It's going to be about Life Day. I, you know what? I I don't know if it is. I think Favreau is doing stuff. He's doing the uh, the distract thing. Mm. He wants us to be... He is a fan. A book out of JJ's playbook. I know. Yeah, I, think there, I think there's going to be a lot of spoiler stuff and tie-ins that's going to bring Legends and other stuff back into yeah. uh, canon. And I, I think it, this is a great medium for him to do it. So, what do you guys think about the possibility that we're going to get some Mandalorian, uh, some some um, connections, I should say, between the Mandalorian and Episode Nine? So we've got a live-action TV show that's basically airing during the same time period that we're going to have a major motion picture release, and it kind of reminds me of how they did the X Files. Yeah. You know, like you watch the season finale of the X-Files and then that led you into the movie. Season five you know, went right into that if, movie. If, yeah. if, if anything, I think they do more tying in of The Mandalorian with uh, the upcoming Obi-Wan series because yeah. they take place during the same time. So that's where I think you see the tie-in. I think they put those, those, those very close to the same footing. Yeah. 
Okay, hold, that makes hold sense. on. Hold on, I gotta back whoa, this up. Whoa, 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 whoa. We gotta make some whoa, corrections. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Nico's on board hey, with me on, on this. No. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the Obi Wan series, I can definitively say, will not take place in the same time frame as That's the right. Mandalorian show. Yeah. Obi Wan dies. Okay, break it down no, for us, Nico. Sir. When 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 are each taking place? Remind us. Mandalorian is post episode six, pre episode seven. Yes. Three years after Return of the Jedi. Okay. Oh, I thought so, it was, I thought it was, I thought it was pre A New Hope. I thought it was pre New Hope. No. Okay, this is then post... I had it wrong. Okay, I had it wrong then. Yeah. My bad. Yeah. This is this is going to lead up to the right. It even says in its you know little you know synapses of the story that this is the rise of the First Order. Yeah, I no, think we're going to somewhere in the series we're going to start to see what Nico's talking about is that rise of that first order. There's it's we're seeing the scattering of the empire, which is why we see in those trailers, those early shots of like I'm going to say Tatooine or a desert planet mm-hmm. where uh, stormtrooper helmets are on spikes. Yeah. Um the empire's not looked upon in the outer rim territories anymore uh, in favor. Um so I think I think what we're going to see is what they say. It's going to be like an old Western where anything goes. And uh, that leads to a lot of potential storytelling that will lead us into the stuff we know. I think they could actually tie in some really cool stuff um, and add some of the old legends back into it in a new way. Much like they've done with Thrawn in Rebels and uh, some of the other uh, animated shows. So it makes sense to me that they're going to tie the two together. I understand that Episode Nine and The Mandalorian are not in the same time frame exactly, but I think we're. if I were writing the two, I would make some references between the two because you're going to have a television show that airs one week and the next week we're going to be in theaters watching the film. It makes sense for them to connect the two somehow. Yeah, we had a little discussion about this on one of the episodes uh, previously, and I really want to bring that up because um, if let's just say if it's not three years, it's three to six years after Return of the Jedi, somewhere in that time frame. Yeah, uh, it's how many years are in between Return of the Jedi and um, Episode Seven, Force Awakens? Is it like seventeen, twenty? It's years? about twenty, right? It's twenty years. Yeah. That gives enough room and play to add some storytelling. And we know, I think we talked about Daisy Ridley's character mm-hmm. being about the same age as Luke at the time of Force Awakens. So there are potential tie-ins or even cameos or small connections to the Force Awakens and the new trilogy. Um, mm-hmm. I'd also like to see some of the stuff that we talked about, some new actors that are being added to the show uh, that they have not had any character announcements yet. Uh, there are some really striking similarities to, to some of the Legends characters that we've discussed, like um, Mara Jade. Mara Jade. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think there's there's potential to have some really cool uh, major connections being told through this. And if this you, is going to be... What? Yeah, go ahead. You know what, what I really, really want to see in this? If we're talking about the rise of the First Order, mm-hmm. I almost feel like it's mandatory that we get some phasma screen time oh that's a great point yeah early phasma yeah and you early know the, 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 the book called phasma uh is a good read and it gives you all that a lot of her history 
and sort of her rise. And I think it would make a great movie. So it's already sort of been told. They could visual. They could tell it visually too. It's a great story. That's a that's a great. I think idea, that would be Nico. really cool. There is a Star Wars book that was uh, announced uh, this week. Well, actually, two weeks ago. Um, that is coming soon, and this is um, Star Wars books that will lead to the rise of Skywalker. Uh, Star Wars Resistance Reborn basically tells the story of how they get from you know twenty or so yeah. in that cave thing at the end of the Last Jedi to hundreds of rebels that we see in the trailer. So another yeah. goddamn book you got to read before you got to go into the movie. Thank yeah. Jesus God Christ. Was, yeah, I know. Thank <laughs> God it's Greg who's pointing this out and not me. As I started I'm... talking about it, I saw, I saw you got really squirmy. You're like, oh, man, how am I going to manage this? I was trying to think of how I'm going to put a positive spin on this, but thank you, Jesus Greg. Jesus Christ. Yeah. You know, why can't they just go ahead and make Twin Engines of Destruction again so I can, re- so I can find out all about Boba Fett? <laughs> Even though, because Boba Fett was a giant pussy in the movies, but he's apparently the biggest <laughs> badass, unless you read this goddamn book that's out there. That's it. Well, you know, we, I mean, most of us know that, you know, marriage is the death of all of us, and they're going to kill off Leia, so why don't they just do the courtship of Princess Leia? That's right, goddammit. Just republish that thing. Anyway. All right. Oh, my God. Scott, does it, does it hurt you that they put all this rise of the of the new... Resistance, rebellion, whatever you want to call it, does it hurt you that they put it in a book? Yeah, yeah, it it hurts a lot. <laughs> Are they? Gonna, it? It, do you think they'll explain it at all on film? Like, is it just going to be all of a sudden there's 200 rebels and I they don't talk? They don't explain that on film at all. You know, the sad thing is, is it's probably going to just be that way. There might be some little. Does it need? Here. Does it need to be that way? Because at the end, they're like, you know, okay, the res- the the resistance is dead, but. There was obviously there was a new a new spark with Ray being the new whatever version of the Jedi you want to call it, and the little boy yeah. with the broom looking at the stars. There's obviously a new generation up? that's coming up here. Okay, but first it's of all, obvious. Potter confirmed. Leave, exactly. leave Star Wars. Leave Broom Boy out of this. I'm really tired of that. <laughs> fuck, fuck Brian Johnson. Uh, I'm so tired of that crap. Here's the thing. It's about this trilogy. That's what it's about. It's not about something else that he wants to do later on down the road. God damn it. Finish the Skywalker trilogy properly and stop being all like artsy fartsy. Here's my thing. But it's it's not artsy fartsy because they're obviously the next generation that's going to be the new resistance because they're all inspired again thanks to uh, Ray and Poe and all of their ilk there. Okay, but here's the thing. When you watch the original trilogy, even the prequels, did you have to feel like you had to go out and read 18 goddamn graphic novels to fill in the blanks? I don't feel that way now. (laughs) About the originals. But you don't feel that way. No, I didn't feel that way, but I don't feel that way now. I do about the new trilogy. I feel like there needs to be 20... Eight different novels to explain what the fuck that piece of shit was. Yes. Well, yes. there may be a natural bridge, guys. Okay. Uh, without having to watch to read a book in order to understand the rise of Skywalker and how all the rebels came together, because as you uh, shared on our thread this week, Greg, um, mm-hmm. we discovered that Snap Wexley, who is the X-wing, who is an X-wing pilot. Uh, in the rise, excuse me, in the Last Jedi, turns out he's the son of a rather predominant 
main character that is returning to the Star Wars universe. Lando that, Calrissian. That's Wedge. <laughs> that's Dennis Lawson's character Wedge, who we covered uh, quite a, a lot minute. in the well, last episode. Spoiler what? alert, it's Lando. What? What if it was an Antilles? <laughs> oh, sorry, did I say Antilles? Yeah. Oh, you you said Snap... Snap Wexley. Yeah. Yeah, that's not an Antilles. No, no, and no, Wedge no. was Wedge Antilles. He, he takes his mom's... <laughs> okay, I may have misspoken. You know, the IPAs do this too. No, 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 so, you're right, you're right. Snap Wexley is... Wedge Antilles, Will it, Wedge Antilles' son. Son. Yes. Uh, this is just adopted? we just fig- we just yeah. no. You don't. You do not have to Bastard? take on the last name of the character. It's it's from the mother, and it's already explained, right? Like in the, I don't know. Is it? Yeah, I think in that article. I don't read the show it. notes. Nico, what you, what, you, what you don't understand, Nico, is in the Star Wars universe, you always take a random last name unless you're trying to hide from the most evil person in the universe. Then you take the last name of your actual father. <laughs> oh. <laughs> is that why Leia was an Organa? Yes, because she wasn't in hiding at all. They didn't care about her. It was Luke was the most important one, so they put him on the planet where the evil person was was raised, living in the same house where the evil person was raised, <laughs> giving him the same last name as the said evil person, and totally blind to everybody. Nobody had any clue. No okay, <laughs> nerds, but everyone knows that Skywalker was like Smith in the Star Wars universe. <laughs> That's, That's what I remember Lucas saying, right? He's like, no, Skywalker's like a really common name. It's like everywhere. <laughs> it's like what, Smith. Is that why you changed it from <laughs> Starkiller to Skywalker? <laughs> Seriously. That is is that uh, why is that why this last movie is being called The Rise of Skywalker? Is this going to be the entire Skywalker clan of Tatooine rising up? Like the, the, the Rise, rise of, of Jones or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Oh, God. All right. Well, we, Whatever. kill me. Uh, so, so we know Wedge is coming back, and then we know a few other characters are coming so, back. Wedge is coming back. That's absolutely confirmed. Snap Wexley is his son. Yeah. That's confirmed. There's your bridge. Obviously, Snap Wexley is going to go and bring his father back into the fold. Are we going to see that on film? Maybe. I, I, that would be fun. I hope so. Well, first of all, we're going to see a lot more on film because we already know that the running time on this thing is way longer. That's than a the, great point. Than, than it's got the longest, yeah, longest running time of any Star Wars film. Is it two hours and thirty-five minutes? I think something. I don't like have that, that yeah. in the notes, it's, but yeah, it's the longest of all the films. What does that mean? You think that's a good sign? Bad sign? I, I think that means it's a really long movie as story as possible. Uh, I don't think that's a good sign. I'm I, I I'm I am not one who likes to sit there for two plus hours in the movies. I thought I thought that was the biggest downfall of Avengers Endgame was the fact that it was three hours long. Yeah. Yeah. You know what you know what that really means? Is that JJ Abrams had a really hard time in the editing booth trying to figure out how to fucking tie up all of Ryan Johnson's bullshit loose ends that <laughs> no, he left. that's bullshit. The they're all his own. They're, oh, Nico, I'm so all on board with you, man. They're all, his, they're all his own loose ends that he left in there from The Force Awakens, man. Come on. That's uh, bullshit. Yeah, and yep. then and then director number two was supposed to tie some of those up, and instead he fucking frayed them at the ends and doubled all of our questions There's nothing and left wrong us with, with our fucking Jedi. dick in our hands. The Last Jedi is the, is the fifth best movie in the franchise. 
Sure. Craig's a Ryan Johnson it, apologist. It, right. it is the 8th best movie in the franchise right now. I will go on record right now saying that Solo is a better Star Wars movie than The Last Jedi. Whoa! That's a hot a take. Reveal. That Woo! is a hot take right there. This, you this, heard it first. This episode just got fucking real, man. <laughs> right, well, I, don't I, don't, I don't know that I just disagree with that, but still what's worse, Return of the Jedi still worse than both of them. Much, yeah, much oh, worse. There's no doubt. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, anytime you, any movie that takes a character as cool as Han Solo and completely, like, whippifies him, <laughs> it's just, that's just wrong, man. It's tough. Oh, my God. It's mm-hmm. tough. That's he's a hot just, take, people. I like that take. He's mm-hmm. just trying to get that tang, man. <laughs> he's doing what's got to be done. That's the uh, ultimate play right there. The guy who plays like the pussy to try to get the pussy. Wow. <laughs> All right, well, talking about... Uh, <laughs> I don't know how to well, bridge that a, from that. That's a great quote. Dude, you uh, may as well just say the pussy. Come on. Uh, so, well, <laughs> well, we're talking about we're talking about uh, Return of the Jedi and talking about uh, movies that don't really end on a high note. Yeah, bridging to another franchise with a really strong ending. Let's talk about Game of, Game of Thrones. Lost. <laughs> What is going on with the Game of Thrones, guys? Oh, my God. It I, is. It's total utter chaos <laughs> it is. over in the Benoff and Weiss camp. It's been a weird week. It, it has. For those guys. And I thought it was over. I think there's still more news coming out today as we re- record this. All right. Well, let, let's, uh. br- let's break this down a little bit. So, first, you know, I'm watching the flow of, like, the articles that you guys share in our show notes thread. And the first one that comes across is... the articles that Dave shares? Yes, because you don't contribute to the show at all. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take so a piece of that. I think I shared bit. all the damn articles so, this time. So, uh, I try not to throw him under the bus, and then he has to speak up. Yeah, I know. Um, so, this article here on VanityFair.com. Game of Thrones creators chose a weird time to confirm they had no idea what they were doing. Oh, yeah. So this is uh, David Benehoff and D.B. Weiss uh, at a convention talking about how they got started with the Game of Thrones series. That, of course, you know, and this is relevant to Star Wars, of course, because at the time we still thought they were making a trilogy of Star Wars films. Yeah. 18 months ago, Lucasfilm, big announcement, big press junket. We got Weiss and... Um, Benioff. Benioff, thank you. Benioff. Jesus Christ, and, have another drink, Steve. And they're gonna, and they're gonna, <laughs> and they're gonna produce the Star Wars trilogy. So they're at this convention, and they've really been in hiding since the last season of Game of Thrones. They really they, have. They really have. Re- they they, they backed out of, of Comic Con. You know, and yes. Comic Con was like a month, two weeks after the last Game of Thrones. They backed out the week before. Right. Yeah. So at this con at this convention, they're on Speaking stage. Speaking of pussies, and they're going. <laughs> I'm gonna have to do a lot of bleeping out in this episode. That's great. Uh, the, the George, they they were talking about the, their first meeting with George R. R. Martin, and George asked them like, "What are your what are your what are you most proud of with Telvin? What have you done? How, how earn earn my business here? Yeah. What do you got?" And they said, "We really don't have anything." Quote, we don't know why he trusted us with his life's work. Uh, the two also apparently admitted to making basic writing mistakes in the pilot, saying everything we could make a mistake and we did. That included the script, casting, costume design, 
Weiss described the, the experience as essentially a very expensive film school. Yeah, I think at one point they actually had to go back to HBO and ask for extra shooting time yep. to fill in the holes of the mistakes that they made. Is that something to that yeah, effect? That's, yeah, that's here as well. Yeah. Um, they made efforts to expand the, the fan base for the show, for Game of Thrones, to uh, include mothers and NFL players, whatever that means. <laughs> it's just random. Okay, um, this is where the guy that's their agent or whoever handles them should be in the sidelines being like, yeah. shut their up. Their PR person at this <laughs> point Stop is trying to yank them talking. off stage, right? You backed out of Comic-Con, the largest comic convention in the freaking <laughs> known universe. But this one you go on and you spill all of these beans. This is as bad as, uh, what's his name, Bob Iger writing a book and blasting George Lucas. Seriously. Mm. Shut up. You don't don't say shit you don't need to say. You just make yourself look more of an asshole than you already are. Well, whether the intention was to get to you know garner sympathy or just you know whatever it was, who knows what it was, but the fan reaction was, well, here's a great example of white privilege. These two guys have zero experience and they just get handed one of the most valuable franchises in history. In known history. Yeah. yeah. And okay, now, well, time, time out. Before the TV show started, was it really that valuable of a franchise? Yeah, I think sure it, it I was. think it was. Yeah. Yes. I think that it was a sought-after franchise that people were fighting for, chomping at the sought bit. Sought-after, yeah. but did it have a, you know, really beyond potential? Did it have value to it? Well, I think it, it was globally known uh, in the publishing world as a as as basically the next Lord of the Rings. I mean, it was at that point where they were making selling uh, millions and millions of copies. That yeah. that's big in the publishing industry. So, it's, so it was a hot commodity, was, maybe yeah. the hottest commodity. Yeah, and it was basically handed to these two doofuses. Yeah. All right. So so that was reported by Vanity Fair on October twenty eighth. So, um, two days later, Star Wars Shocker. This is now uh, HollywoodReporter.com. Game of Thrones duo quits planned trilogy. So this is the pair's initial film was set for 2022. It was going to be the next um, three movies following The Rise of Skywalker, ending the Skywalker saga and branching into a new saga of Star Wars films. And the and the prior trilogy to Ryan Johnson's talked about trilogy as well, right? They, I, I, I'm not sure about the timeline there, but that okay. sounds right. I know, the, the, yeah. I, I think these guys were a little bit ahead of the game in terms of where Ryan was, but um, I, I, again, that's speculation from my point. I'm not sure. But am, this was 18 months I... ago that they announced this. It's not like it was yesterday. Yeah. A year and a half. Sorry, oh. Nico, go. Yeah. I was going to say, didn't we talk about this? Wasn't one of those trilogies supposedly set in the, like, the the Old Republic? Yeah. yeah. The, like, pre-Star Wars prequels time, like, thousands of years before or Episode 1? I don't was know which one was. Is that their trilogy, or well, is that it, Ryan Johnson's trilogy? Well, I think the... the it's logical to to think that that was the Weiss and Benioff trilogy because of the they sort of got the whole like Game of Thrones vibe. Yeah. I remember us talking on the show about 
let's have like Game of Thrones vibe with lightsabers. I mean, yeah. that's going to be incredible. Yeah, and if and they if they base it off the old comics, they pull from the old legend. Yeah, I mean, they have so much source material to just do whatever they want. It's a playground, right. essentially. Oh. They, yeah, and so so this is Revan Dis- on this. Oh, I would so, be so soaked. So Ben Revan on this on the screen. Oh, it would, be, it would be fantastic. So yeah. Ben Huff and Weiss put out a statement. We love Star Wars. When George Lucas built it, he built us too. Going to talk about Star Wars with him and the current Star Wars team was the thrill of a lifetime. Um, and Lucasfilm put out a statement. Um, Kathleen Kennedy saying Ben Huff and Weiss are incredible storytellers. We hope to include them in the journey forward when they're able to step away from their busy schedule to focus on Star Wars. So the rationale given was that you know, they just signed this big Netflix deal. They don't have time for Star Wars. Yeah, I. Okay, you know the problem. I'm gonna I'm gonna step in here because I've been quiet for a minute. Uh, but uh, I think the problem is that things these things get announced way too early now. You know, these mm. there's these this rush to announce these big deals and these big signings when they don't have any idea what they're gonna do when they sign these guys they just signed them purely on name value only they didn't sign them off of a pitch they didn't sign them off of a story idea that they thought would be really cool they just signed them because these guys were super successful they were a hot commodity and they wanted to bring them into the fold and have them part of the team i don't think that's the right way to go about it you look at what they did with the obi-wan the obi-wan series that's announced you know and and ewan mcgregor was on jimmy kimmel this week i don't know if you have this in the notes or not but he said He's been lying to people for the past like two years because they've been talking about getting this deal done, but it had, but it wasn't finished because it wasn't the right time to announce it yet. Yeah, right. so, yeah, Greg, it, it's actually longer. I think on that, he says five years. He's been lying to people, and he had a hard yeah. time doing that. And I'm like, and they, and they were talking movies, they were talking TV show, they were talking movies, they were talking TV show. They didn't know what they wanted to do, yeah. and so they waited until they had the right announcement to make, and then they made it. And that's what they should have done with these guys because they had no idea what they wanted to do with them. They had no idea whether they were actually going to be a good fit. They should have talked to them, they should have gotten to know them, and then they should have made an announcement yeah. because yeah. then you end up looking like an asshole when something like this happens. Yeah. So back that up and just look at the, the situation. You already have Ryan Johnson announcing a trilogy. They bring these guys in because they handle a property. For the most part, people are fairly happy with until the end of the the thing. But I mean, that lasted how how many? That was a decade and a half, right? Of Game of Thrones. Is that how long that uh, was? It was, uh, eight, it was eight, eight seasons. seasons. It was about ten years, probably. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, with the time frame in between, it was about yeah. a decade. Okay. All right. Yeah. So ten years. But you look at what they did and, and the property they handled. You you talk about possibly doing a Knights of the Old Republic. Mm. You have a good idea that these guys could handle that in a Star Wars universe. But then all this... But they didn't say they wanted to do a Knights of the Old Republic style story. That's what everybody else put on them. I they think, had there no was an ass- I think the, uh, that was being assumed. I think there was an assumption out there, but I think that was kind of the direction they wanted to branch off because we have directions. Uh, other directors are going to be taking this into the future. So let's go back and see some of the history of Star Wars. Who better to tell it than these possible, again, assumptions and rumors and all that stuff aside. Then this happens this week, and they make this announcement. Again, I'm going to make this comparison because I have a big beef with Bob Iger right now. Again, Mm. he's the one who wrote that book with that chapter about George Lucas, which is unbelievable, by the way. Bob Iger. Yes. Thank you, Bob. Um when you should have an agent or a handler telling you Wait. to shut the fuck up 
don't talk about stuff you, you're just going to get people riled up over. This you want to hear from George? You want to hear from what George has to say about what, it? I do. What did George, George Lucas was quoted. We have some exclusive yeah. quotes from George Lucas. Go ahead, Greg. Run those quotes. Right, right here. You know what that sound is? That's the sound of a thousand executives just taking a <laughs> on my work. Wow. <laughs> George was really upset. You know what? Wow. I, Bob I, Iger I, doing him dirty. Bob Iger. <laughs> what else did he? Didn't, didn't, uh, didn't George have one other quote? Um, something about... Uh, Something about Macquarie, what they did with uh, the Macquarie, their interpretation oh. of Macquarie's work. Oh, sure, yeah, that was, it was this part, yeah. yeah. What are Ralph Macquarie's pieces, just taking a sh** on that? <laughs> wow, he's so salty. George is so Man, salty. Really Man. upset. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I really feel that you take a moment like that. Oh, God, Thank you, George, so by the way. I really appreciate your comments on that. Bob uh, Iger. George is backing up Scott's <laughs> George is in Scott's ears. He's like, hey, Scott, say this. Okay, so that was fake. Don't sue us, Lucasfilm. Sorry. Oh, my God. No, those were fakes. Uh, they would, wouldn't they? That wasn't George. Um, George would never say that. No, I, I just feel like he's you, a nice man. They come out there, somebody should have stopped them. I mean, why make yeah. this announcement? Why tell people this when they're all. You're coming off of some really ripped open wounds right now with the last season of Game of Thrones. Don't tell people that you had no clue what you're doing and yeah the white privilege thing comes up and it's like why why were these guys handed this well okay so that's not the end of the story though no i know it keeps getting so, worse <laughs> and there's more but the the last one i'll share here is the same week so the next day after that hbo can't announces the cancellation of the planned prequel with with Naomi Watts. Yeah. Well, well. To be fair, this had nothing to do to do with those two guys. I get they, it. They were not involved in this show. I get it. This but is it's a, purely an HBO decision. So that's true. like a bad Game of Thrones and related week. So true. But it's still Game of Thrones. It's it's just a weird. There's some weird mojo going on with Game of Thrones this week. Well, I, I, again, you film the pilots, then you announce it. You don't announce it and then yeah. film the pilots. That's just a recipe for disaster because what happens is they film this pilot, they look at it, and they go, "There's this fucking sucks, and then they yeah. got to shove the whole thing when they've already announced that it was the thing that was happening. So, so you, they, is, they did it They did it backwards. This is Entertainment Weekly. The network shot a full pilot episode in Northern Ireland earlier this year and then elected not to pick up the series. I wonder what that pilot episode cost. So, you know it continues, right? Know. We're ending on that story, but there has been another announcement. Could feed a lot of people with whatever that pilot costs. But this is this is actually another announcement by HBO about Game of Thrones. They yes. did add a new prequel. Yes. Called This, um, this was announced before. This is not brand new. This was announced okay. before. So yeah. do, do, what's what's but, the what's the lowdown on what's the four one one on that Scott? Okay, there is a ten episode spinoff that is coming that has been added or at least officially announced um, after all yeah. of this chaos this week um, called the House of Dragon. Okay, so I don't know much more about it. I need to look more into it, but it's specifically I, about the Targaryens. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay, I did hear that. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's it, again. What a roller coaster week for HBO and Game of Thrones. I don't know. It's just I, while we're on HBO, guys, let's just let's talk about something a little bit different about HBO. Has anybody yeah. watched Watchmen yet? Has anybody seen the uh, first yes. two episodes yes. of Watchmen? Yes, have been watching. What do you think? What do you think? 
Yes. Do I'm you understand in... what's going on at all? Did you read the comic, first of all? Because if you didn't read the comic, yes. you're like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> Wait. How could you not remember lending me the entire graphic I don't remember. Did I lend you that comic? I think I did. You lend me the entire graphic novel that you okay. had, and I read it, and I was really confused at the end. I've yeah. also been kind of keeping up. I haven't been reading comics because I don't, you know... Millennial, we don't read things. No. We just, you know, basically uh, audiobook everything. So I've been paying attention to other people who have been reading the comics, kind of give outlines and stuff for the new DC comics, since DC has purchased the rights um, to publish Watchmen comics. Well, they always had the kind of DC yep. tie-ins. They always, they always had. They were just separate universes they've started, before. They've merged well, the they, they now merged they the merged them and yeah. they started publishing. You know the the DC tie-ins um, with the watch. And so I've been kind of keeping. I can't say keeping up with it, but I started um, that whole process. So so the and show as as the, show, the show is not related to the new Watchmen stuff. It's specifically a sequel to the old Watchmen comic, specifically not the Watchmen movie. Yes. Not the movie, and nothing to do with the new comics that are out. It's a no. sequel to the original graphic novel. Yes, yeah. correct. Which I kind of understood on uh, in the one scene when it started raining. I was Spits. like, oh, this has nothing <laughs> to do with the movie. Yes. And then it made sense. It's it's well made. I'm I you know knowing that the comic book exists and having read the comic book about. Uh, a dozen or so times um i i think i got a grasp of the comic book but i'm confused as hell at the show but i see like where things are tying together and i'm intrigued the hell out of the show it's very well made i will yeah. say that it looks fucking awesome yeah like it, it's an awesome looking show it's 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 you know it pulls you in it keeps you in the story but it's confusing as fuck as what's going on it's a mystery right now well okay so episode i haven't watched episode two episode one is fantastic and it is a definite sequel and a tie-in to the original graphic novel. But if you've seen the movie and have not read the graphic novel, you're probably not going to understand that raining sequence with the squids. Yeah. So right. it definitely is a thing that happens at the end of the graphic novel or the original comics. That is the tie-in to this eliminating the ending of the film, which was what basically a nuclear fallout. Is that right? Or, or, or war world war three. Yeah. You know, spoiler alert for a 30-year-old comic and a 10-year-old movie is that the 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 stories are basically the same until you get to the end. The the comic book ends with the with uh, the villain of the story creating man actually manufacturing a giant psychic squid to unite the countries whereas in the movie he he launches a nuclear attack on all the countries. So Yeah. And and the squid basically annihilates uh, the upper eastern seaboard, most of New York City, basically. It, well, and, it, Ru and Russia, there's there other major, like Russia, parts of Russia, parts of London. He attacked right. all the major cities to unite all the countries together. That's right, that's right. Yeah, Yeah. he fabricated an interdimensional invasion, basically aliens. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, the, and uh, this... To, to unite the peoples of the of the world. And, the, and this TV show, this HBO show, picks up from there you do need to kind of see the movie to kind of understand it does it, it's it's basically what dr sleep is going to do with the original shining and then the tv miniseries shining it's going to keep the two connected so this is keeping the graphic novel and the original film connected 
but moves forward with the sequel. And it's I don't think it has anything to do with I don't see anything of the movie in it other than the na- the name. I mean, I think it's really just a direct sequel to the to the comic books. Yeah, but I think I even mean, the, the Rorschach stuff and the 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 hover well, I mean, that arguably still a comic book, but we did get the uh, you know, the, night owl, the, night owl the, ship. the little spaceship. Yeah, the yeah. owl ship. Yeah, night owl ship. Yeah. Yeah. There, there are little things here and there, and that's what I really enjoy about it. Greg, did you finish the, the first episode? Yeah, I watched both of them. Yeah, okay. Both of them. I haven't yeah, seen episode really two yet. so I, wa- I watched the first two like three times, actually, because okay. I, 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 like, I felt like I had to go back and watch it again so I can catch it all. Yeah, it's yeah. really well done. It's it's amazing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Episode, I will say, though, um, Scott, if you're waiting to watch it, episode two, yeah. I might wait a little bit closer to episode three coming out because at the end of episode one i finished it and i was like all right this show is gonna be fucking cool this is fantastic i really liked it at the end of episode two i was like no wait i have to wait a fucking week to figure out what's going on like they started <laughs> yeah they've they, like, they, they finally it's... started with like the cliffhangers and like they've sucked you in now by the end of episode two okay so i finished it and i was like oh god damn it this is why i don't watch shows until they're like four seasons in usually <laughs> yeah, because i is, hate this feeling it is structured really well to where the the episodes really peak right at the end and then you're like oh i want to know what happens next they've done and mm-hmm. i thought both episodes were like that where like i you know i wanted it's ending right where i'm wanting to know more yeah that's great um okay well i'll, I'll hold off until i see episode three released i would i'm i'm with you guys i'm totally recommending this show for our listeners and certainly our core group here um it's wonderful it's it's a great great pop culture phenomenon that's HBO. HBO handles this this property really well. So maybe right, we back, need back to shitty Game Star- of Thrones. <laughs> maybe, I was gonna say, maybe we need to hand Star Wars over to HBO. I mean, Ooh. or or maybe the Marvel universe. Maybe Kevin Feige might have one want something to do with it. Can we use... can we real quick though just all acknowledge the extremely close ties that has to be going on with the casting between HBO shows and Star Wars films and shows. Yeah. How so? Like it's uncan how what do you mean how so? Captain Phasma, The Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. casting of 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 ca- the the cast members from specifically the Game of Thrones that are being yeah. sucked into the Star Wars universe to me seems a little out of whack. That ratio of not Game of Thrones nobodies to Game of Thrones nobodies being in the show. Well, that was you named two. Two is not an avalanche of people. I'm also drunk, so well, that was so. that was also the connection with Benioff and Weiss. <laughs> they were drunk, right. and they Benioff were drunk and, and like okay, there's. There's four, okay. <laughs> well, and uh, and of you, course Scott. Danny, and, and of course. they were they were fired, yeah. so we're back down to so we're back down to two. Oh yeah, Daenerys Tar- Targaryen yeah. was in Solo, but everybody is apparently right. everybody except me apparently wants to forget that. So okay. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, the other guy in Solo was in the Marvel thing. So um, the other guy in Solo, yeah, the uh, the main villain that gets killed. Um, he's he's um, oh, uh, what's his name? <laughs> 
so bad. We are so Paul, bad. Paul Bettany. Paul Bettany. Thank you. Decker. God, God, math is hard. No, that's not Decker. Decker was uh, Woody Harrelson's character. Beckett. 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 Damn. Um, I don't remember Woody, Woody Harrelson is in the Venom movie. He is. Mm. Holy crap. Wait a minute. Woody is the name of a Disney character. And Woody is... <laughs> that was Tom Hanks. <laughs> <laughs> he was also on Cheers. And full circle. <laughs> All right. Well, let's let's stay let's stay in the comic book universe for a second because there's there's some people calling for Daredevil to continue. There's a story here on uh, wegotthiscovered.com. Charlie Cox as good as confirmed to return as Daredevil in the MCU movies. Now, I know you guys oh, love the Daredevil really? series. Oh wow, yeah, that Daredevil series was fantastic. Of uh, the Netflix shows, um, Daredevil was consistently the best. I think the okay. best overall series was the first series of Jessica Jones, yes. the first season of Jessica Jones. But the consistency of Daredevil, the series, over its three seasons was by far the highest. Um, the others were varying quality. Yeah. That fight scene in the first season in the hallway. Yeah. yeah. Just some of the most compelling TV I think I've ever seen. Well, so good. Carried over to season two when you had the. Uh, introduction of the punisher and his fight sequence in prison which mimicked that moment but was just even more brutal like mm. took it up a notch it's it was amazing what they did with that character in that show best daredevil handling of the daredevil material i've ever seen mm. absolutely so will we see charlie cox in a marvel cinematic universe film Somebody just ring a bell when you said Cox. Somebody actually do that? <laughs> it sounded like I think Nico chimed in with something. It was perfect timing, Nico. Um, yeah, I, I think so. God, Nico! <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'm hoping so. I mean, from this article, it sounds like Feige loves Cox. So. Wow. <laughs> wow. And, I mean, who doesn't? <laughs> Wow, where's the where's the wretched hive after dark music when you need it? <laughs> up. Um, uh, last thing on Marvel, we have to mention here, guys. Uh, we talked a lot about the Star Wars experience at ILM X Lab at Downtown Disney. Well, that sort of like virtual reality thing where you wear the bodysuit and the whole helmet, and you're like walking through the Star Wars universe. Well, they've got the same thing now for Marvel. It's called Suit Up, ILM X-Lab's new hyper-reality experience, Avengers Damage Control. is coming to the void at Downtown Disney for a limited time, which probably means less than a year. Um, Guys, are you... Is this Yeah, is this something you've looked at? We've got to give this a shot here. We, I think we it's definitely like an Iron Man suit up thing. You get to you get to get into an Iron Man suit basically and fly around and well, you know well, you plasma palm blast people. Nico, yeah. you didn't do the 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 uh, uh, what was the the shadows of the was it called shadows of the empire? What did they call it that was over there? That was a video game. But there, uh, but there was the, the virtual the reality experience yeah. that they right. had that they had at the void. So, and Nico didn't do it with this. So I'm I'm curious as to, as to if he experienced it because it was phenomenal. It was really actually super impressive. We went no, for your I birthday. have not experienced it yet because I live in San Diego and it's very far from Anaheim. Need to do that. 
So are they keeping the Star Wars, the whatever Shadows of the Empire thing? Yeah, because they they it, you don't have to switch out the room or anything like that. It's yeah. it's completely episodic, so you can keep it separate from all the other stuff that's that they currently have going. You know, that's the cool thing about the whole getup is that is that it's it's really unlimited what they can do with it. You right. get to like choose your own adventure. You get to go yeah. and decide. I'm gonna go Star Wars today. Or I'm gonna go Marvel today. By the Completely. way, secret secrets of the Empire. Secrets of the Empire. Thank you, sir. Thank yep, you very right. much. Yep, yep. Yeah, I'm down. When you're ready, Greg, let's go do that. I think we need to do it because the last yeah. the last experience was so much fun. It really it's, was. What was it? I think it was thirty bucks. It was. It was a little expensive. And but it's it like was, a it's, it's like a it. twelve or fifteen minute experience. But you you put on the full on, all you know the the headset that's it's you you don't have any sensor like. Uh, sensory perception of the outside world. You're totally immersed in this universe. You've got this vest. Nico, this get... is why you would like it the most. It made Scott freak out. It did, it did make Scott freak oh. out. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. if you ha- if you're if you have some claustrophobia going on, this isn't for you because you're you're wearing this big sort of like a snug fitting chest piece. You got to be able to breathe. You got to be able to relax because they put this helmet on you. You can't see anything other than what's in your viewfinder, yeah. and it can be a little constricting. Yeah. Uh, when you when you when you first put it on your head, yeah. it's entirely enveloping your field of vision one hundred percent, and the screen is black. So it just it, there's nothing you can see. There's no sense of direction or anything that you have. And then they put this vest on you that's all constricted up. So now you feel like you're just being held in place. Yeah, it's it's. <laughs> What what once once you once you get past that, then it, the experience is really cool. Yeah, and at what point do you put a blaster in your hand? Uh, after about thirty seconds of walking through their little maze thing. So the Star Wars thing oh. was really cool with that because it was like uh, it was um oh what was the droid that was leading us through it? It was K two. Uh, yeah, it was K two S O, who's like um shuttles us sort of like in this room. He says, "Don't touch anything." And then leaves you alone in the room, and you look, and there's blasters hanging on the wall. So of course you pick up a blaster. Now you're holding this physical gun. It's not a VR gun. It's a physical piece of machinery that you're holding in your hands. It looks like a stormtrooper blaster, but when you take your goggles off, you see it's just like a plain gun. Yeah. But to, through your VR mask, it's a stormtrooper blaster. And he comes back in the room and says, "I told you not to say anything because that alerts." Yeah. You to the stormtroopers that you're you're present in the base or whatever. So, yeah, lot lots of fun. Highly recommend. Go check it out. Um, suit up with the Avengers at ILMX Lab downtown Disney. Check yeah. it out. So, according to a, I got a couple insider things sent to me about this. I have some connections with this on okay. the void, and uh, some of the stuff that came out is you will be using new Iron Man suits Ooh. that were uh, being designed. Uh, by Wakanda's most brilliant engineer, Shuri. Is your connection Bob Iger? Yes. <laughs> because okay. he, Thanks, I Bob. tell it, I wow. tell, I tell, I tell it to Bob straight. I just tell him, dude, stop being a shithead. Just be cool. All right. And he's cool about that. We're cool. We're on a, right, on a talking okay. basis. Right, good. Uh, yeah. So multiple Avenger uh, Iron Man suits, uh, multiple appearances uh, by characters throughout hmm. the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So there will be characters like Doctor Strange, Wasp, and Ant-Man. Uh, a few other people in here. Pretty cool. 
So there's a story that plays out, and yeah. you're central to the story, and you've yeah. got to. Looks like they're also building a Ghostbusters version of it as well. What? Yeah. Oh, now that would be fun. Yeah. I think the Ghostbusters one is open elsewhere. I think that's already open. Is it? I mean, oh. uh, okay, I'll have to double check on that. But that's now, cool. Yeah. Fine. Now, now, time timeline wise, is this Avengers, you know, VR experience pre or post Endgame? I believe it's post Endgame, but I'll have to double check that. I don't have a clue on this. Yeah. Because I don't want to get into a mark something that that guy Tony Stark had been inside of before. That's creepy. <laughs> I think you get all new inside there. Iron Man suit. Yeah. <laughs> There's the haunted Iron Man suit. No, thank you. <laughs> what is this Marvel zombies? <laughs> Marvel zombies. Oh my god. Hey, DC is the one who's releasing zombie comics right now. Okay. Oh, I apologize, DC. Not really. <laughs> Oh my god! It's the deceased line of comics right now. Oh, Talking about DC, anybody see the Joker? I have not yet. Yes. I have not seen it yet. Okay, I Nico. Nico and I have seen it. Nico, what'd you think? It was a fantastic standalone film that I'm really disappointed will never ever have any sort of tie into the rest of the <laughs> not DC universe that Warner Brothers is not acknowledging doesn't exist. So, uh, <laughs> wait, it's not that's a double negative. <laughs> so they are acknowledging. Now I agree. It was. It's a no. great. It's a great movie. Oscar worthy. I. It's really worth seeing. I would okay. love go check it out. I would love to see him reprise the role. Okay. In some sort of capacity that involves other DC characters. Yeah. But I know that'll never ever happen. And it makes me really sad because he was a fantastic Joker. Is anybody else really happy though that like Jared Leto's all salty at the fact that his Joker was not like well received and he's like pissed that they even made this movie? Yeah. I'm, Is he I'm really <laughs> I'm pretty happy about that actually. Um because it really was kind of a shitty depiction of the Joker. I mean, you can say what you want about that movie, and it was a really bad movie, but his his depiction of the Joker was like, it was like, really, this is what you're gonna do with it? You, you know, you know, Greg. But to in in his defense, and it's something that hasn't been confirmed or denied by DC or Warner Brothers at all. Um, when you look at the Suicide Squad in the light of that, perhaps that Joker isn't the original Joker at all. Mm. But it's Jason Todd. It kind of makes it a little bit more acceptable. Well, Jason Ho Jason Todd was Red Hood. He was never the Joker. Hmm. Well, so there wasn't wasn't. Oh, who was the Robin that became one of the Jokers then? Because one of the Robins became the Joker later on. Uh, Scott, do you have any input on that? I don't. I don't. I'm trying to think of all the Robins. One of them, and I'm pretty sure. It was Jason Todd. Who was the one that? Well, one died. That's the J Joker. Jason, Jason Todd died and came back as Red Hood. Oh, right now Dave Potter is screaming into his car speakers. <laughs> sure he is. Let him scream. He's not here, son of a bitch. So, um, are we not going to see um, Robert Pattinson as Batman face off against? I don't think that's going to this happen. version of the Joker. Probably not. He has it been was cast as Batman. Right? Jason Todd. Fuck you guys. It was Jason Todd. Jason Todd became one of the Jokers. He did. Okay. Yeah. Which one became Red Hood then? Uh, just kidding. It was Tim Drake. 
Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Nico. Uh, yeah, where's my, where's my? God, Nico. <laughs> yeah, my 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 DC knowledge isn't as I'm not up on that as much as the Marvel stuff. But I, there's there were what four Robins at one point. There's or, Robin uh, Thick. Not 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 all at the same time. But. Right, right. There's Robin Williams. Right. <laughs> There's Robin Ventura yeah. and uh, that's all I got. That's all I, I yeah, got. Three Robins. What about Ro- the... Robin Gibbons? Robin. There Gibbons. you go. Ro- yes, yes, we got the four Robins. What about the Robin that played uh, Buttercup? Um, um, that's the girl who was on uh, House of Cards. Robin Wright. Robin Wright. Damn, five. There's five Robins. Oh dear right. God. What um, about? All right, well, guys, I'm going to go see it Tim this weekend. Tim Drake, Jason Todd, Dick Grayson, Damian Wayne. Okay. Damian! <laughs> God, Nico! Actually, All right, that's three God actually. Nicos on this episode. we got to move on. we got to move on, guys. <laughs> guys, we've got two additional stories left. Wrap it cover. up. Come on. We're going to bring it back to the Star Wars universe, Let's guys, do it. with this awesome article uh, at the Travel Channel Whoa. featuring Star Wars. That's right. 21 Star Wars filming locations that you can visit in real life. Now, be forewarned, we'll put the link in the show notes, but this is one of those, like, sort of clickbait articles that makes you click through, like, Ugh. let's see this site. This, you know, Ugh. number one, yeah, number two, and you got to... Tw- 21 times to get yes. to the 21 site. But, yeah. that said, the photos are pretty awesome. The first one here on the, on the main page of this article is the Lars Homestead. And in Tunisia. Uh, look at that, Tunisia, Scott, right? Yeah. That's in yeah, Tunisia. In, in yeah. Tunisia, and um, it, it's it's pretty cool. You can go and, and look at the Lars Homestead. It's you know dug out of the earth and everything. It's pretty neat. But uh, go to the Travel Channel, check it out. Uh, and we've got one in our own backyard here, Scott. Death Valley, Death California. Valley. That's right. So I think I shared this with Scott a, a couple of years ago. I don't think I shared it with you, but there is a website that's out there, and I'll go back and I'll dig this up because I think it's worth it. That is basically a Death Valley tour of Star Wars locations. Ooh. Yeah, that would be fun. I would really love to do that. I would love to do that. Yeah, so I'll dig that up again and I'll pass it along because while you can go to, uh, I'm sure it's Tunisia, I'm sure it's you know the Redwood Forest, I'm sure yeah. it's Arizona, I'm sure it's uh, Lake Como. I'm, there's a lot of glamorous. There's a place in Iceland. I think this is where they did. Yeah, the glacier. Uh, Rogue, yeah. Rogue the, One. That was Hoth. Yeah, Hoth. and and uh, the island in in Ireland. Yes. The, yeah. The, uh, for for Force Awakens, sure. Yeah. Yep. Um, you, you know, you can do a Star Wars location shot just in Death Valley, and you can hit like you can hit Tatooine, you can hit parts of Jabba's palace. You, there's lots of cool stuff you can hit. So and not far from Redwood City, which is where they filmed Return of the Jedi, uh, exactly. the speeder bike se- sequence. How long is the drive to Death Valley from here? If we left right now, and got in the car, three to five hours. Yeah, yeah we, 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 you know, you could do it in a day if you if you started at five in the morning, you could be done for the day. But really, you'd, you'd make it like an overnight, you know, because yeah. so, you because yeah. you go and you spend the the evening sunset time, and then you spend the night, and then you do sunrise before it gets too fucking hot out there, and then you come home. <laughs> we need to do that. Right. Are you we telling need to me make, it, we need a road trip, Greg? Is it hot in Death Valley? No, <laughs> no, no, not at all. No, not at all. Silly. Great, I'm booking August. Excellent. Good call. Good call. Good rates. Good rates at that time of year. Last article we're going to cover really isn't an article, 
but it's something for sale. And I want to let you guys know. Let's do it. Christmas is around the corner. Okay. All right. I'm gonna. Give, I'm gonna, giving I'm, season. I'm gonna give you guys some, some sort of like hints on what I want for Christmas. Is this like your? I'm gonna uh, send you a link. I'm gonna put it in the show notes. Is this your Amazon want list? Is that what's going on here? <laughs> There's only one thing. Okay. One thing. Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. <laughs> signed. Temple of Doo Doo. Signed movie poster. Now check this out. This it's the original theatrical poster. Like you know, it's 24 by 36, big poster. Signed by Harrison Ford. Nice. Kate Harry. Capshaw. Woo. Kate. Mrs. Steven Spielberg. Kehun Kwan. Nice. Short, Short round. round. Short round. Yep. No time Will- for love, Dr. Jones. <laughs> J. Will. Yes. The God on this earth. Wow. And the maker himself, George Lucas. Wow. But that's not all. Oh. Steven Spielberg? Steven frickin' Spielberg. How in the hell do you get Steven Spielberg and Kate Capshaw to both sign the same document? Uh, buy him dinner? I don't know. <laughs> For the low, low price of one thousand dollars, nine 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 nine. That's a bargain. That's actually a bargain. Yeah. I know it is. For episode nine, nine 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 nine. For all of those signatures on that, there's my Christmas list. Wow. Yep. That's it. That's all I want. That is fantastic. Thanks, Nico, for committing to get that for me. I appreciate that. Oh, very much. What a stand-up guy. That was my um, nose goes on my doing it cough. Oh. <laughs> that was my I'm a I'm a I'm a snobby uh, millennial <laughs> millennial snobby snobby. Oh my god. All right, that's all I got, guys. I guess uh, it's time for this. Covered a lot tonight, guys. Where was Dave? We did cover a lot. Oh, where's my cursor? We did cover a lot, and there's a void. There's always a void. Talk about, you know, Disney isn't the only thing that has a void. The IQ level goes down about 20 points when Dave's not here. I'd say about 35, (laughs) but give or take 21, 22, whatever it takes. An hour. We're all just dick and fart jokes until Dave comes around and brings some fucking <laughs> class to this shithole. <laughs> God. Wow. I didn't think it was that bad. <laughs> Greg, Greg's getting way too real for us. We gotta... We gotta... God, Nico. <laughs> four. Fuck well, you, guys, uh... episode 99, mercifully, 99. is in the books. Uh, you can reach out to us. And let us know what you thought of episode 99 by uh, calling the Wretched Hive hotline. That's 562-455-4483. That's 562-455-HIVE. That's H-I-V-E in case you can't spell hive. Yeah, damn right. Got them right. You can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com. Wretched Hive Podcast. We still love you, Facebook. Oh, no, we really sexy don't. Time. No. No, well, we don't. Shoot us an email to show at... Re- at WretchedHive.net. Find us on Twitter at WretchedHivePod. Um, or Instagram at TheWretchedHive77. Leave a review for the show. That's what we... You know, we've been stuck on 14 reviews for a while. We could use another few reviews. And guys, in in two short weeks, we will be celebrating... 
our 100th episode of the Wretched Hive Podcast. Yeah, I got some people pumped up about this right In now. In two short weeks, yeah. I am not going to be listening to the 100th episode of the Wretched Hive Podcast. I'm going to be watching the Manda fucking Lorian. Oh, hells yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. It's right around the corner. Yeah. Yes, it is. Amazing. Can't believe we're here. All right, guys. Episode 99 in the books. Any final thoughts? Episode 100. Next time. Watch Mandalorian. Listen to episode 100. Back to back. Jesus That's going to be a big Star Wars weekend. Timeless Pints. Oh, Timeless Pints, December 16th. Guys, have a great couple of weeks, and may the Force be with us all. At the very end, Star Wars dies. (laughs) (laughs) Man, Lucas is a jerk.